count of five and you'll see it start to record. Hey, are we live? I think we're live. All right. Good morning. We are Memorex. Uh, yes, uh, good morning. So Michael and I are switching roles this morning where he's behind the desk and he has on the headphones and I am sitting where he is without headphones because uh, the mix when we put it live on wherever you find your favorite podcast, Michael's still too quiet. So now I want him to fix that. So we're switching roles this morning. Yeah, and I can give you uh, headphones as well as you, if you want. It's well, I told you that I wanted headphones, and you said that it's better if the person that's being interviewed doesn't have headphones. No, no, no I never said that. No, I said it's it's a reasonable compromise if there aren't other uh, sound sources. You know, if you don't have to bring in like. Uh, you know, the wacky morning zoo, if you need like all the sound cues and that sort of thing. Yes, well, I think yeah, it would be nice if the other person headphones. had headphones. Well, if they, they want would. them. Well, yeah. That's... Like, I already know what you're hearing, so. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll set you up. Are they separate. expensive? No, no, no. Um, so you've got, um, actually, with this and with these uh, cans, as they say in the biz. Uh, I think you probably get away just with splitting this uh, uh, headphone out, but uh, you can also, um, yeah, it, it's fine. We, there are separate headphone amps as well that you. Also, can get. I think but, it makes the other person feel more involved if they can. Oh yeah. Themselves. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in the Netherlands, you can buy your own island for fifteen thousand euros. The one that I saw is just north of Purmerend, which isn't too far away from where we live. It's 15,000 euros, and it's in the polder. So if you have ever flown over the Netherlands, you will see that the country is slight. It looks like it's been flooded, but it's actually the opposite of that, where all of the land is, is cut into strips and surrounded by what I would call a drainage ditch. <laughs> well, the whole country is a drainage ditch. In a way. I, mean, the, I mean, most of it. Dutch is a sloot or slotje. But what they're doing is they're channeling the water around the land so that it doesn't flood. And so then technically, you could have your own island, which is a man-made island that's either square or rectangular. And I found one here. And... Yes, the Dutch are always, of course, incredibly creative with naming things. So this is the Island Polder, Polder, which is Island Polder, Lot 412. Yeah. And um, so the description in English, <laughs> the first paragraph is uh, a plot in nature. I have to read this like this. You're going to see it. Um, a plot in nature in the island Polder Island Polder area on which you can go all out with your chainsaw to create a true paradise. <laughs> so first of all, again, need to get Yvonne in here, Yvonne in this. That is the Dutch mentality around creating a paradise. You create a paradise with a chainsaw uh, or an Archimedes screw windmill to like drain, drain the swamp and turn it into something nice. Um, 
Well, it but says, you're given a sort of a blank canvas where yeah. you can do that, right? And that that is uh, not so common here. We're dealing with a lot of uh, legacy land projects here. So the idea of shaping one's uh, home or garden, not so common. The, ve- the vendors have not been here in quite some time. So we all know what that means. Fixer upper. The island is located a short distance from the Rape in the middle of the island's polder and can be reached by boat. Now, it should be mentioned here, it can only be reached by boat. You can't, there's no road access. You will find peace, space, and untouched nature here. Well, until you get that chainsaw out. A bird of prey, an owl, frogs, ducks, swans, spoonbills, sheep, and cows. Fish galore. You will encounter it all. All of it you will encounter. So these are probably not much more than sandbars, right? They, they probably then do some plantings on top so that the sand doesn't go this. away. I'll put the picture up on the podcast. Yeah. It's just it's just a little a little section carved out of and I should mention that this is you don't get your own island you get a piece of this island and it's an island in the same way that Manhattan is an island it just happens to be surrounded by very thin bodies of water um, Manhattan also right you know right a Dutch territory at one point as is Long Island which was Long Island Long Island again very creative in naming things. Breukele. Hmm? Breukele. Breukele is a a lovely little town in the Netherlands, which then became Brooklyn. Staten Island. Yep, Cities Island, Staten Island. Hoboken, New Jersey, however, is Belgian. So Hoboken is not Dutch. That's Belgian. Sorry, Frank. Sorry, Frankie. That man could sing. God, that man could sing. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a time when Emmy he became a, a bit of a parody, but I suppose we all do. Yeah. Yeah, we are a parody. Um, okay, the, so the, let's keep going to the things that you can One of my favorite things about Frank yeah. Snatch, this is real quick. So, um, have you ever seen, uh, From Russia With Love? No. Okay, well, uh, the, <laughs> is it disrespectful to both of them to call him the, uh, British uh, Frank Sinatra I don't think so because uh, I think that's the, the the design behind him a fellow named uh, Matt Monroe okay. I, I believe uh, anyway yeah he, he he sings the the tune there uh, and you know because that, that's like the second in the Bond franchise so they're beginning to establish this idea of oh we need the the big hit um, and then of course with the next one uh, Dame Shirley comes in and then the rest is history but um yeah, I, I, Matt Monroe. If you had to do, you don't listen too closely, and you don't know uh, Frank's catalog. If you just heard uh, Monroe, you might think, "Wow, is this uh, was that Sinatra?" Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna get anyway, your sandbar. Um, so let's let's keep talking about the. It's not a sandbar. <laughs> it's it's farmland or it's wetland. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying you're not on bedrock, okay? So no, no, it's it's Dutch marsh, you know. Um, right. So so how do you build on it? You don't. So here's yeah. so it's only accessible by boat. Right. Uh, so the things you need to know about it are: a viewing is possible. You can sail to the island on your own. If you do not have a boat at your disposal, you can rent a whisper boat from various parties into the Rijp. 
We can also sail you over from the parking lot at Restaurant Audions. We are forced to charge a fee for this. We feel free to inform you. Oh, that's painful for them. It's 985 square meter plot area. Destination nature in accordance with zoning plan rural area. Overnight stays are not allowed, so you can't camp there. The island is also, oh, it is accessible by land, but only after permission from the owners of these plots. So you share, you have neighbors in your plot. You can't put a shed in there. You cannot put any electrical connections there. Buildings are not allowed. Sailing with petrol, petrol outboard engine in the nature reserve is allowed. So I don't know what you would, you would just go out there. You can't camp. I don't know if you can garden out there or not. Well, I bet you could camp. You could do. You can't. It, it says no overnights allowed. Well, but we know the Dutch approach to but it rules. Says it's not, well, yeah, it's not. It's not <laughs> yeah. stemmed. It's not allowed. Right. But. Yeah. No, you'd have to get in uh, with all your neighbors and basically say, "Yeah, I'm gonna put my tent here." Yeah, but also, but, I think it would be nice just to have a little plot that says, "This is mine. You can't touch it. You can't camp on it. I'm just gonna take care of it." Right. I'm gonna be a steward of this little plot of land. Uh, yeah, which is, you know, sweet. They, well, the Dutch have the uh, allotment culture, which yeah. I think of more but as But nothing the out there looks thing. like it's an allotment. It just looks wild. Uh, no, but you could do your uh, planting. Well, <laughs> you know, what the Dutch consider uh, like a wild nature reserve, uh, you know, like their best versions of, look at this, you know, beautiful okay. untouched land. Uh, to us, it looks basically, well, I think uh, from our backgrounds, you'd say, well, well, that just looks like the National Lakeshore. And a like muddy, Michigan, grassy backyard. Or, yeah. It's or, sweet. <laughs> it's sweet yeah. that they, you know, think it's beautiful. And no, then, you go, and then you drive out to like Lausanne and, and, and your, you know, jaw unhinges from right, being dropped. Right. So right. Yeah. I no, think that that's, you know what? I don't think that that's a bad thing because when we lived in Seattle, we lived in Seattle for 10 years. We got used to it. And then when I would go out there to visit my mom, who lived in Port Townsend, and would you know take the the ferry over, and mm. you're, we became unused to it, and you're on that ferry surrounded by unbelievable nature, water, mountains, and everyone, of course, is staring at their phone. I'm like, right. oh, look at what's out the window. Right. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Wait, so you did go to? Uh, well, I think there was the, at least at the time there was the the Dunes uh, State Park, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and then there was the National Lakeshore, but this is all on Lake Michigan, right? You, mm-hmm. you did this like as a kid? Of course, you did and, too. Everybody did. And that is where, uh, am I not remembering this properly, correctly, that that's where Mount Baldy was also? I've was never that, that, heard of it. You haven't heard of Mount Baldy? There's a song, isn't there? Well. I feel like you're about to bore me. Uh, probably so, but uh, I, I think that uh, Mount Baldy was this like, uh, essentially, you know, a large sand dune. Uh, that you could, you know, run down and, you know, nowadays kids would probably break their neck so they wouldn't allow it. But okay, uh, that's what we did back then. But um, I have to look into this because if, in fact, that is what Mount Baldy is, uh, I don't know how. It, it's in an, uh, a Norm joke as well, Mount Baldy. But it's like, how the fuck would he know about Mount Baldy? Michael's referring to Norm MacDonald. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. The, 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 when people come across stuff. The, the Mount Baldy joke is a classic. If you get what's, dig what's into the, the old, joke? well, uh, oh no, I can't tell his joke. It's it's um, he's doing uh, he's doing an old Carson bit. Uh, that you remember Karnak, who would um, yeah, yeah, hold the envelope to his head, say the punchline, and then read the joke. 
you know, the setup, thus making the punchline funny. Uh, so yeah, so he, in, in Karnak, he's actually doing it with Andy Dick. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, Andy Dick, uh, as Carson, you know, holds the envelope, mouth baldy. And then, uh, well, excuse me, he, he does the Ed McMahon, yeah, mouth baldy. Uh, and then, um, the setup, of course, is, um, what did Yul Brenner's wife do on their honeymoon? Right. But um, but but <laughs> but the point is, how does he know about Mount Baldy? Unless there are other things called Mount Baldy. Anyway, mm. yes. Funny, that's a funny joke. Oh, the the joke section of uh, his original podcast, not the Netflix stuff. Uh, the joke section of that podcast, uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. I saw Giselle Bunchen interviewed on uh, some morning show TV show and she's in Costa Rica she's divorced she's just enjoying herself and she was talking about how she had to adopt a persona that she called her hmm. that was the model and her or she was the model that could stand there and Listen to people say, you know, oh, the hair is a mess, or the eyes are too close together, or the nose is too big, or let's get yep. the, you know, the outfit changed. And that was her just doing her job as the living mannequin. And now she can, she feels free to be herself. Right. And it's funny that they, she said that because Giselle's eyes are a little bit too close together. And she does have a, bit, a pretty significant schnoz. But the woman is so spectacular, you know. And I would hardly call the imperfections. What does that mean when the eyes are too close together? And yet we all know what that means when we say that. Your eyes are a little bit too close together. Ever so slightly. Well, I'm very asymmetrical. Well, yeah, but also... uh, As most people are to some degree. But, um, yeah, I've often heard uh, models, you know, talk about uh, how difficult it is because, you know, people are... Uh, scrutinizing uh, and uh, criticizing uh, th- their looks. Um, yeah, if flaws, I suppose, uh, against some sort of you know theoretical uh, standard or uh, ideal, but um, you know just characteristics. It's just a way of describing people. Um, so I don't think it's. I don't think they should be hurt by it. It's just saying. No, some I don't think that she was saying. I mean, I don't see how anybody could when you're 15 years old stand there and be told that your nose is too big and your eyes are too close together and not come up with some sort of, you know, defensive coping mechanism. Right. She seems to have come out on the other side relatively unscathed, but, you know, a lot of models don't. Um, (laughs) They don't, they're not unscathed. Well, she could have also worked in an office. Yeah, I know. And then she wouldn't have had to deal with that. I like her. I like her. Yeah, do you? She has that Brazilian... So stereotype and generalization here but on my trips my female entrepreneur study trips that I take to the Middle East mm-hmm. uh, you know there's women coming in from all over the world and mm-hmm. I gotta say when the Brazilians walk in that room just lights up they are dressed they have implants they all have their they are so over the top with the cosmetics and the procedures and the fashion and the hair and the but the energy and, the, and yeah. the the charisma yeah. of these women it it's just it, it, it's uh it's um 
it's high wattage, high wattage. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun. I would be exhausted after 10 minutes of being like that, but I like to be in the presence of it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, she doesn't strike me as the sort of stereotypical Brazilian look, though, right? With that, that part of the, the shtick as well, perhaps. Yeah, well, there's nothing, there's nothing average about Giselle, but she's just got right. a very outgoing, bubbly personality. At least, um, you know, she came across that way. Mm-hmm. She just, she just seemed like very bouncy and happy and mm-hmm. and liberated and free and in the in the story. And right. it, it was nice to see it. It was nice to see it. Uh, you also, just know, she's by quite the way... articulate. Oh, she's well spoken, and I, I don't know why. Again, I don't feel like I need to say that. Mm-hmm. Um. Nor should anyone be surprised that anybody is, you know, unlike myself, can put two words together. Like I'm having trouble, dif- tr- difficulty doing this morning. Um, I think people are surprised at how inarticulate I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Um, what is it? So, uh, just uh, f- before I forget here, uh, for your own knowledge, uh, you are moving a, a bit uh, on and off axis uh, with the mic. Yeah, so, see, you know, it's hard. I told you. No, no, no. I, I, it, it's fine. It just adds a little, you know, air uh, to the, you know, uh, recording. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we could certainly uh, process it afterwards. I think it it's, you know, it certainly sounds more natural than if you're just uh, right up against it uh, all times. But just, just so you I know. I don't want it to those... sound natural. I want it to sound good. Warm, full, bodied volume coming we'll through the mix. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Fix it in the mix. These okay. are also uh, quite inexpensive microphones. Uh, yeah. Too, but, uh, Seems yeah. like there's an industry standard with people that video their podcasts. They all uh, seem to have the same mics. They look very, very expensive. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. Uh, so, shores. Diane Feinstein passed away. All the stories are coming out about her yep. life, her political career. And there just seemed to be a lot of attention paid to the fact that she was in the vicinity of Harvey Milk. Of course, when Harvey was assassinated, the story goes that she found him. I'm like, But she wasn't Harvey Milk. She was in the vicinity of Harvey Milk. She was the mayor of San Francisco at the time. Yeah, but you, you She's build a your politician. Career. Yeah. You build your career up there. I mean, Jesse Jackson uh, said essentially, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, I met Marty King at a party once. It's like, all right, he yeah. must be the next thing. And whatever news outlet we were watching had a journalist on, and he was recounting the stories of how he came, you know, met Diane Feinstein many, many, many times. And he remembers once when he was at a dinner party and she well, said he's bridging amazing. from when she was so, or why is she, why she's so fabulous. Yeah. And here's an example of it. Yeah. And I was there and I was like, dude, you were such a plus one. Come on. You know, I, whose guest were you that night and the other night? Because I seriously doubt that Diane Feinstein even knew who you were. Right. Right. And you're plus one. Tell Give how, me a break. Yeah. She was at the table and you know, she, you know, didn't use a bib or anything, and uh, she knew how to use your utensils. No, she was extraordinary. Yeah. I've never dined with anyone like her in my life. Politicians. You know what we need to do is, every I would say every third sentence 
coming out of a politician's mouth is, well, what we need to do is. <clears throat> hmm. That's right. Yep. Thanks for that. Well, you're uh, supposedly in a position to do it. You know what we need to do? Perhaps really you could do it. They're not in a position. Of course they are. They are more than anyone else. So I don't, they don't get to say, well, that's not how things work. No, you know who, get, like, who says what they, get who, who, who gets to say how, well, how things are going to work are the billionaires in the world. Billionaires no. and billionaires. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's very careful to use uh, billionaires in his thing because, of course, he's uh, a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so sorry, Byrne, I guess, you know. So uh, burn down the uh, the 1% or the fraction of 1%. But uh, what what the hell's wrong with the 3 percenter? That's what I am. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's a, a vile. Um, but, okay, um, all right. No, no. It, well, she was awful as well. Yes, Don't think Michael. so. But, uh, but no, I, I, you know, God bless her. She's so been the there. the following uh, things Michael detests, politicians, dentists, and the airline industry uh, we, we're at insurance companies where this is going to no. be an oft-repeated theme. I don't. Um, you do. Well. I'm still sick, so I'm pretty sure this is COVID. Yeah. There's no point in getting tested. Uh, it feels like the COVID that I had when I when I had it. It's probably like baby COVID or second generation COVID or spinoff COVID. And this is the phase of it where I don't really have any symptoms, but I have about three hours of viable energy. And then I'm in the couch on the couch or in bed for the rest of the day. And this part lasts for about two weeks. You're sick for a month and then it just sort of fades away. It's so, so frustrating. It's so annoying. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry that you had that. It is not pleasant. Well, it really forces you to prioritize what you're going to do with the energy that you have in the day. Mm-hmm. It's a good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to start lining up all of my female entrepreneurs because, of course, that's the point of the podcast. I'm so happy to report that I've gotten some enthusiastic yeses from the people that I really want to start uh, talking to. And so those will be coming up in the coming weeks. And will you do these uh, over the uh, Zoom, Skype? I think so. And I think that there is some software that helps make those recordings very high quality. So we need to take a look at that. But naturally, I want to have as many women as I can coming here into the Mm -hmm. my office. I feel like we need to have a name for the office. I'll think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can probably hear in my voice that like even talking for this amount of time is really draining so i think we should wrap it up this is gonna be a short one all righty good um oh but new yes. bad new band words i have two new band words mm-hmm. to add to the list of band words in this podcast okay the first one is dear friend my dear friend my dear friend diane feinstein just say friend Right. It feels like when you say my dear friend, it feels like bragging. Like this this is an important person who's important to me, my dear friend. Or that you're bragging that you have a dear friend. I don't like it. It doesn't sit well in my ears, my dear friend. Is this the type of thing you see on social media typically? Oh yeah. My, I'd like to like yeah. I'm so happy to report that my dear friend has been right. promoted to blah blah. Right. Just say just say your friend. 
Because you're probably going to say all your friends are your dear friends. So dear friend is banned. <laughs> What's the Ben Kingsley line? My, my seven day a week friends <laughs> from, uh, is it all that jazz? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friend is uh, 25 years. My dear friend, not yeah. Ben Kingsley, Ben. I know. Yep. You don't know. You can't think of it right oh, now. I do. It's Vereen. Yeah, Ben Vereen. Ah, oh, see, he didn't need to think of it. Damn. What? Everyone knows Ben Vereen. Okay. And the second one is exhausted and or exhausting. Oh, it's just exhausting having to explain to everybody what it's like to be a woman in the world. It's exhausting being a teenager today in today's world. Yeah. Constantly having to deal with environmental issues that nobody understands. It's exhausting. Stop saying exhausting. You know, you know what's exhausting is bastone. Bastone. <laughs> this is your new thing. It's my thing. Go. You know what? You know what? If you're exhausted by having to explain things to people more than once, right. I want you to go into the forest of bastone. I want you to dig yourself a foxhole in the middle of winter, and I want you to sleep in that and live in that foxhole. You're not allowed to come inside, not even for one minute, for one hour. While constantly being shelled and bombed. And then you can come back. And if you still find that complaining about things or being offended or having to or being misunderstood is exhausting, then I will let you have it. But until then, nobody is allowed to be exhausted on my podcast. Two new words. If you hadn't guessed, uh, Beth has recently rewatched Band of Brothers. <laughs> Which yeah. uh, Dutch Netflix, has, but that's uh, been bothering me for a while anyway. It's an over. Yes. So the reason that these words are banned is because they're overused. That's the only reason. So everyone's overusing the word exhausted. Everybody overuses the word dear friend. So just that for you know, yep. it's exhausting having to repeat to everybody why my words are banned. Well, the irony, of course, uh, you know, uh, exhaust. Pay attention to me, and absorb. The first time around, everything right. that's important to me. Well, exhausting. That's, that's what social media is for, though. I deleted all of the social media apps off of my phone. And I've done this before. And now I'm really, really going to stick to it. Except for LinkedIn, because I really do use that professionally. And LinkedIn isn't a site that gets you. <laughs> the content isn't like sucking you in. So you're scrolling mindlessly. Right. So I deleted, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody really uses Facebook anymore. And I don't have TikTok. So I deleted, when I say I deleted all the social media apps off of my phone, what I meant is Instagram. And then if something is really important, mm -hmm. then I really want to post it on Instagram because it's beautiful or moving or whatever. I put it up there on my um, computer. And then right away, as soon as you're on that site, you, you, you find yourself scrolling before you even realize it. It's almost like breathing. It's involuntary. Seriously, they, they've, they've got us. And I was like, no, Beth, close that tab. So it's been helpful um, with uh, not wasting any time. Okay, so when you, before you remove these things, uh, when you would typically post and or uh, read and scroll, it was always on your phone. Yeah. Uh, 
okay, but with something like uh, WhatsApp, for example, you have that on your uh, well. I don't really PCs consider WhatsApp well. social media. That's a communication tool, even though it's owned by Meta. Right, but it is uh, it is an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do run that both on your phone and on your PC. Yes. Okay, but not so with uh, the other ones. You so, so like Facebook posts. Then you're usually doing that on your phone, not your computer. Well, both. Okay. But not really. You know, Facebook does the scroll, you know, because it's Instagram, so it's integrated, so they can get you scrolling it too Mm -hmm. now. Um, And then another thing that was happening that was really weird, and this is the the point, like my Instagram feed is really entertaining, which (laughs) is why you get pulled into it immediately. But for a while there, it was showing me things to buy that I really, really needed. And there was an... There was, there was quote unquote, no way that the, oh, there was a quote unquote in there. I got to get rid of that. But there was no way that Instagram would know that I would have been interested in those things by the content that I was consuming, unless the algorithm is so intelligent now that it can make these disparate connections. So I think it's been eavesdropping on me. Our refrigerator seems to be blocked up somehow because ice is forming in the back of it and I was complaining to you about how much I hate our refrigerator Mm -hmm. and then lo and behold there's an ad on my Instagram that's like oh is your refrigerator blocked up and forming ice and dripping water and condensation like here's a thing here's a little device to fix it what how did it and I bought it I bought it how did it know well, presumably these things are listening to you, right? I yeah, mean, I think so. I think our phones yeah. are listening to us. I uh, think that that's a well-established Cortana. Fact. Yeah. Uh, Alexa. All right. Um. So my sinuses are Sonos. starting to kill me. So I'm going to, I need to stop talking, get hydrated. All righty. Let me just say this to all of you entrepreneurs out there. If you're like me. And when you get sick, you feel you're filled with anxiety, you're nervous, you want to you're bored because you want to get the work done because you love your job, you love your work and you can't do it because you're incapacitated by some illness. It is your job to take care of yourself. It is your job to take care of yourself because the company doesn't run without you. I have to tell myself this many, many times a day. This isn't going to last forever, but it's going to last a lot longer if you just continue to plow through and don't give your body the time it needs to take the energy that you do have and put it into recuperating. It's difficult. And I'm going to go do that now. Peoples. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Good. Yep. Peace out, yo. Bye.